real Dean never would have expelled us. He loved us. Unfortunately, love is not admissible evidence. Oh. Love is not admissible evidence. I'm working on a cop opera. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 21, First Chang Dynasty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're certainly getting to the end of the season, and we're also getting to the end of this uh, pod deck deck, so you know what that means. It's time for Outsourcing Mike's Biz. I forgot to bring up the audio here. Hold on. Oh, I don't want to install an update live on the air. Okay, here we go. All right. We were th- it, for a moment there. We were going to have to install an update, but here we are. Uh, I have, I will, uh, as as I prep the eight cards. Uh-huh. Uh, I yeah, just so you know, just so you know, Mike, you're now creating eight different timelines. Sorry, I stepped on your joke there and I apologize for it. Um, as I prepare to shuffle these eight cards with the mediocre shuffle i do want to point out that i have seen some uh criticism uh you know constructive criticism on the internet that i may or may not have a sex question in this deck (laughs) um and i do i i assure you there is a sex question in this deck God, it's a one out of eight chance. But I've played a- I've played enough D and D and rolled enough D eights to know to never bet on a on a one mm-hmm. out of eight chance. Well, here it is, the mediocre shuffle. It barely registered on the waveform. So here here we go. It is not the sex question. Let's just get that Dang out of the it. way. Okay. I hate everything. Oh, the, <laughs> the problem is, the more and more weeks it's not the sex question, the more and more people are going to be like, "Well, now you're just being a dick because it's, if it's not." If it's it, literally really not a sex question, if in it's here, literally the last one in the deck, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. <laughs> okay, so as we've stated, it is not the sex question, but you know, it, in the right hands, what question? All questions could move, turn into. I'm going to make questions. it a sex answer. Go ahead. All right, it's going to be weird. So let's go. Now, my friend Ben. Yes. If you could talk to one species of animal, what would it be? Uh, bonobo, because they have sex with each other all the time, <laughs> constantly, as a means of social engagement. Uh, it's basically like shaking hands. Like, sure, you want to you want to be like, hey, what's up, bro? You just you just bone your bro there. You wanna you wanna uh you get mad at you're like, oh man, I'm so mad. And then your friends like, you want to bone it out. And then you're like, yeah. And then you you feel less mad because you just boned it out. And then you you're, you're the other friend who was like, oh man, I'm sorry, I wronged you. And made you so mad. You want to bone it up to apologize? And then you're like, yeah. So there we go. I made it into a sex answer uh, because I want I want to have a conversation with them to be like, <laughs> so what's that like? Tell, tell me <laughs> tell me about what it's like to just live Always in a constant be having sex. state. Uh, A-B-H-S. Always be having sex. Uh, I want to know. I want to know how that how that works out for you. My real answer is uh, penguins because penguins okay. rule. Um, sure. 
And uh, okay, but I I did make it a sex answer very immediately, and you cannot deny that. There is no denial <laughs> here on this side of of the table uh, of the internet table, as you as I like to call our record sessions. Uh-huh. Um, I do have a point of order on the question. Um, okay. Honestly, we can talk to all animals. Uh-huh. I am being super pedantic, but the, but we cannot have a conversation with said animals, except for the parrot, the fine mm-hmm. parrot who can say, mm-hmm. "Probably want a cracker." You know uh-huh. the nor- the normal things that one can say to to uh, parrots. I'm assuming my under- my my interpretation is a, you know, I'm having a discussion. I'm having like yeah, no, I I assumed as much. I I I I assume cuz like I talk to my cat all the time. We right, do not exactly. have conversations. Right. I like, pretend it's conversations because yes. he'll meow at me and I'll be like, "Hmm, I don't know, buddy. I disagree with that. Can mm-hmm. you back that up with sources?" and he'll meow at me again and I'll be like, "Oh, wow, interesting. I haven't heard that, but maybe I'll mm. look it up later." Uh, I you, do this you, more you a, than You get a meow and it's like, "Hmm, cogent thought." Uh-huh. I do this more than is strictly uh, healthy to do for my own sanity, but um, yeah, I do that all the time. So you know, it's I mean, totally it's... possible to talk to any animal. Um, <laughs> I just wanted a point of order clarification. Also, you know, we we, we gotta get the interaction with other uh, animals as much as we can nowadays with what the whole thing going on. So, um, uh, mine would probably be my dog. Uh, just to be like, please, can you just please tell me what's what? Why you're whining all the time, please, God? I just can you just tell me? I'm so I'm so tired. I feel like getting into a conversation with your dog would just be him listing all the cool stuff that he's eaten off the floor recently. It would be it would be like uh, when you when you look up a recipe online and you're like, I just want to get to the recipe, and then the <laughs> recipe is like. I was picking my kids up some some soccer practice when I remembered when I was young that my mom would always make spaghetti on Wednesdays. Mm, But I got got bored of spaghetti. So when I became an older adult and I set out to make my own spaghetti, I decided to switch it up a little bit. But then I went to Italy and I learned a lot about stuff. And like, when are you going to get to the recipe? This is a recipe for cinnamon rolls. Why are you talking about spaghetti? <laughs> you know, you got to talk about the classic Wednesday spaghetti and the trip to to Italy. And it's I feel all, like it all pat, pat, it's a story around the cinnamon bun. Uh huh. And I feel like with your dog, you'd be like, "Hey, bud, why are you whining so much?" And be like, "Well, I woke up at like five in the morning and I found some some hair on the floor and I decided to eat it because mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know whose hair it was or even if it was hair." Uh, it might have been food. I did eat it, and it did turn out to be my own hair. Uh, and then, so uh, I was sniffing around later, and um, I did find some crumbs of something. And I needed to do so. I ate that. Like it would be just like that. This that reminds be, me of a gag in a television show. I think, like maybe even Futurama. Because like I woke up, I had a piece of toast. Yeah, that's a, like, that's a Futurama. Because okay. Zoidberg asks, uh, yes, when he's trying that's to mate. It. And yes. and Fry is like, ask her about her day. And he's like, why would I want to know that? And then uh, he, he's like, you don't. 
And then Thank so you. he asks not, her about her day, and she's gag. like, well, I don't know why you'd want to know, but... Well, first I got up and had a piece of toast. Then I brushed my teeth. Then I went to the store to buy some fish. Fry, look what you did. She won't shut up. That's normal. Just nod your head and say, uh-huh. 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 So, Thank yeah, God it's, a, it's a Futurama thing. And I, was like, I got you. I got you, bud. And I was just like, okay, so what we're doing is not original in the slightest. <laughs> Nothing we have ever done is original, uh, ever. Uh, so. Uh, excellent. Uh, I do feel like that'd be what your conversation would be like with your dog. Let's talk about Community Season 3, Episode 21, First Chang Dynasty, the penultimate episode I in season three cannot believe it you know we just it feels like we just started community and now we're at the almost at the end of season three and then soon we'll be back to futurama <laughs> it's true they did uh they did just uh announce a new 20 episode uh season of futurama that's going to be on hulu uh which was funny because we were literally discussing what we're going to do after this podcast <laughs> Like the and day then, before. And then, and then they decided for us. They decided for us. We keep trying to get out and they keep trying to pull us back in. Right. Um, but for now, so, we're talking about First Shang Dynasty. First Shang Dynasty. Uh, it starts out with a, a little uh, uh, commercial for Greendale. That's Where a new like, day has dawned. The the guilty parties of the, the uh, Starburns wake riot have been... Uh, expelled. Um, they even and call, they, they, even the the mug shots are on on camera. It's mm -hmm. an interesting ad because generally I I don't think to say. Um, the uh, there was a wake uh, riot, uh -huh. and also here are seven people that have been expelled. It starts out very normal community college ad, and then it gets fascist very quickly. <laughs> It's it's funny how quickly this this uh, community college did go fall into fascism. Uh huh. Um, and uh, we find out from the commercial that uh, the enrollment's up and everything, and it's all thanks to the moves of Benjamin Franklin Chang, uh, the the head security of Greendale. Then we we go to apartment three hundred three, mm -hmm. where uh, they are talking to. Uh, Officer Officer Kukowski, mm -hmm. uh, because they are insistent mm -hmm. uh, that, as we found out, not last episode, because last episode was a very oddly timed uh, foray into video games. Mm -hmm. I do think there is a reason why that episode had to come before this one, and I will discuss it at that time. Uh, uh -huh. But I will. We will get there. Yeah, it, uh, we found out so, the previous yeah. episode to that, that uh, the, the gang realizes that there's a doppeldiener in the midst. Mm. And so they are trying to get Officer Kukowski to investigate that, to save the dean, the real dean, mm -hmm. and restore Greendale to its rightful whatever glory Greendale normally has. Right, exactly. And they, and they pause this commercial right when the doppeldiener, who is super far away from the camera, says, thanks, Chang. Um, it's like, look, it's not the real Dean. And Officer Krakowski does not believe that Chang kidnapped the Dean and replaced him with a Deanal ganger. And Troy's like, hey, we called him a doppeldiener. Way better. Uh, doppeldiener is way better. Mm -hmm. uh, Brenda takes this moment to just be like, okay, I hate cops. 
<laughs> it's like, okay, cool, Britta. Thanks. Uh-huh. It's it's a it's a good Britta moment. It also makes for a very good Britta gif. Like yeah, yeah. the number of moments in this in this series that are extremely gifable in an era before like animated gifs have existed since like the nineties. Right. But the the uh meteoric rise of the animated gif uh on the internet is only within the last handful of years i mean it was right. not really a thing there there were no platforms in which i i could be like yo you you said a thing about cops so now i'm gonna send you this brita gif where she says i hate cops like right it wasn't until like you've got twitter Google didn't have a gift search we didn't yeah. we weren't all on slack or discord or anything discord right. didn't even exist right so like nowadays you say you say something about i could probably uh i'm gonna do a quick discord gift search here um see if i i'm just gonna type i hate cops oh yeah you found it you <laughs> i found just typed it. in brita cops and we both sent each other the exact same gif uh-huh. that is phase shifted a little bit so they're not in unison so it's very weird mm-hmm um, so yeah, very gifable show in an era from an era before everything. Like, right. I feel like, like right before I feel like Shit's Creek really just understood the power of the gifts because mm-hmm. like you can find a million gifts from that show oh, that yeah. are great for so many reasons. And I feel like they really just leaned into it. Like they're right. like this, this is going to make a great reaction gif. Community didn't have that. They just, they stumbled into it. Right. I mean, they just they 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 knew the power of a comedic reaction is is uh-huh. the thing and then that that power of the comedic reaction is that's been like a almost a constant in comedy for years but then now you can distill that down into a like 3 second loop and throw it on a you know into a a chat with one of your buddies it's yeah for it's, sure it, technology wonderful terrible everywhere in between uh so uh, Shirley does say that it couldn't have been the real Dean because the Dean loves us. And uh, that's when Officer Krakowski is like, look, love is not admissible evidence. And then he sings uh, love, love is, is not, not ad- admissible evidence because he's working on a cop opera. And the entire the <laughs> entire group other than Pierce shout copra all at the same time. Pierce um, yells "Policical," And uh, which in, sounds in- more like a po- police popsicle. Uh but it is still hilarious to me. It's very good. We, we he, Officer Krakowski leaves mm-hmm. uh, after but the remi- credits. He does remind them because Annie wants to get to proof. He will. He does remind them if anybody of them, if he catches them within fifty feet of Greendale, he'll throw them all in jail. Mm-hmm. So that kind of puts some stakes on this whole. Uh, not to spoil the episode, but a heist episode. After the credits, we cut to Greendale, and there's all sorts of. Again, very sort of fascist imagery oh, yes. here because there's big signs that are like Chang is Greendale. Yeah, you've got kind of like a a, mac, a, a mashup of like Mao and like kind of it's it's very Mao, very com, Mao, yeah, communist uh, mm-hmm. uh, propaganda kind of thing. Yeah, um, the Chang glorious bastards have TSA like security checkpoints going into buildings, huge tasers on patrol, um, and Chang is in the dean's office, but it is turned into a throne room. <laughs> um, and asks how the planning is going for his birthday, Chang Stravaganza. 
and everything's going pretty well, except they're running out of money because all the students are dropping out in the cost of the throne, which is a prescription throne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, the the study group is sort of staking out the place uh, with like binoculars and stuff, which uh, both Troy and Britta are like, they're like telephones for your eyes. And and that moment is like the first time I think like I get like Troy and Britta are you know, kind of cute, but like that is the moment of like, yes, these two people have a similar like view of the world, but mm-hmm. just like comes through diff- to it at a different point. And it actually is like, okay, actually, this is a pretty good, good pairing. Troy knows someone who can get him a little bit more information about uh, what's going on in the school. So he goes to our favorite Mexican restaurant, Senor Kevin's, but with go- uh, the... You gotta go there. The a- AC repair guy. Mm-hmm. I think his name's Manny? Murray. 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 I knew it was something... I saw the name... I always forget his name, and I saw the main name mm-hmm. tag, and I'm like, Manny? I went to Wikipedia. <laughs> Good I was job. Like, I honestly cannot remember this guy's name. What is it? Um, so I, Murray, Chel- I looked oh. at a name tag, a small name tag on my TV, and assumed uh, because I'm t- I'm too busy, too busy to go to Wikipedia. That's what we always say, Ben. He's too busy to go to Wikipedia. That's I can't wait. To, like I, I I mean I don't want to I don't want to be that guy. But if it comes to it, I will put. I will tell them to put it on your gravestone. Excellent, excellent. I I approve of that. Uh, Murray, not Manny, tells Troy that the dean is being held in the central air room in the cafeteria, which is in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even has uh, like a little, I, a kind of an iPad. I'm not exactly sure if it's a, an iPad like a really, really old iPad at this point, but he kind of has a live look into the room and the Dean is, uh, has made dolls of the study group. Cause you know, of course he has. I mean, at this point he has been in there. Uh, I think a couple of episodes ago, uh, we got a like two month time skip. Oh man. Like, yeah. Like in the episode He's... where they're doing the potluck, they're like, man, I can't believe it's been two months oh, yeah, or whatever. I think you're right. I think you're so, right. So so at this point, it's probably it's probably about two and a half months that he has been locked <laughs> in this uh in this room. You're you're gonna start you're gonna start making dolls of people yeah, yeah. that you know just to to keep some sanity at that point. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh Murray does list off the challenges to get to him. Uh there's you know, the checkpoint. Uh, 50 guards uh, patrolling with tasers and misplaced sexual aggression. Um, Chang's number one, Joshua. Murray hates that guy. Uh, there's a keypad on the first door, which changes codes daily. The only copy is in Chang's office. When you go down the basement stairs, there's another guard and another locked door. There's only one key, and you know where that is? It's around Chang's neck. But but Murray is a little weird about it because he's he's... He it's so clear in his head. Uh-huh. This is the point when it very clearly shifts into this is a heist episode. Yeah. Because his entire description of what's going on with visual cuts to each individual thing. Right. It's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. We're doing a heist episode. He also says that they're not getting down there without the AC repair school's help. Murray says, There's n- I don't have a horse in the race, but there is one thing we do want. And it's a very clear implication that he wants Troy to enroll in the AP- AC's repair school. Back at uh, apartment 303, 
They're all trying to figure out what to do. Abed immediately suggests an elaborate heist. Immediately. Uh Well, I mean, he's Abed, so of course he would. Absolutely. And also, this is when Pierce uh, suggests that he would make a great Swami, because they need disguises, and he happens to just have this disguise. For reasons I really don't want to know about. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I neglected to like discuss it at all in my notes because I'm like, I just can't. And then, of course, it comes back and you have to deal with it. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, you know what they say about uh, an old white man trying to be racist in the first act, right? The white man will be racist in the third. He he will be racist in the third act. So uh, Troy does say, well, instead of this heist. I have another way that I could I could get that access. Uh, he would have to give up his whole life, though, because some for some reason, uh, when you join the AC Repair School, you move into the AC Repair School housing. You can't talk to your friends anymore. It mm-hmm. is a separation of your entire previous life right. into a new life. And also, it's you like, have to stop using the word sensational. I'm not sure why, but you do. It's like it's like in Breaking Bad when he's like, I'm going to go get a new identity. And then Saul has a guy and then that guy like erases your like he takes you and you never you never get to see your family again. It's like a whole thing. But it's an AC repair school for some reason. Don't ask me why this happens, but that's how it happens. I just love that the AC repair school is just kind of like unknowable, like blank spot. In, in Greendale that you can't know anything about. Uh-huh. But if Troy goes to it, you'll never see him again. It's so amazing to me as a concept. It feels very welcome to Night Vale. It's, it's very welcome to Night Vale. And so w- when he says that he would have to say goodbye to everybody, uh, that's when Jeff is immediately like, elaborate heist? Elaborate heist? Uh, and then Pierce is like, I'll go get my turban. And then that's when Jeff is like, okay, everybody but Pierce. Elaborate heist. Um, We go to Saturday, 7.52 p.m. at Chang's birthday uh, celebration. Uh, The school board uh, gives Chang, who is dressed up as Napoleon. My uh, note literally says Chang is wearing a fucking Napoleon getup. Because. I mean, it's true. Because he chose this. He chose this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Imagine imagine having a birthday shindig and you're like, all right, we've been in we've been in covid times for for years at this point. I'm going to have a big birthday shindig. I'm going to invite all the people that I did not get to see very much of over the last two years. And then everyone shows up on Saturday at 7.52 p.m. to Mike's big birthday bash. And then you are wearing a Napoleon getup like you you chose that. Um, That's true. And now, m- mostly I'm worried about what Stacy's going to do because she will divorce you after that. Right. And that's going to that's going to be a whole big thing. I will point out that I don't know if I could get a Napoleon costume in my size because Napoleon was quite not as tall as I am. Yeah, because they the, n- costumers are legally only allowed to make <laughs> Napoleon get ups. Exactly. Up to the actual size that Napoleon was. Exactly. Now it's, you it's a get well-known it. Fa- when you when you sign up to be a costumer, you have to sign the Napoleon pledge, which says <laughs> that you will not make bigger than life Napoleon. <laughs> Smaller is okay because right. kids want to dress up like Napoleon too, and they should be and allowed to. Napoleon was a child at some point. Exactly. So like it all makes sense. Napoleon- but the moment. 
the moment you're like, I need a Napoleon costume for a six foot two man. Can't do it. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to tell you to get the fuck out. Uh, when I Googled Napoleon Height, uh, it did say that people also search for uh, some other people. And George Washington was six foot two. So, hey, tall man, you get to be George Washington. Screw you trying to be Napoleon. That's what uh-huh. I'm going to dress up as. Okay. Or just a random tuxedo. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I, can, I I am uh, disallowed. Uh, honestly, it's prohibited from me to wear a Napoleon costume. Unfortunately, I uh-huh. I think I'd look pretty good with the in the you know you got the hand in the jacket. I think that's a good look for me. Yep. Not but just I can't not do allowed. It. Can't not do allowed. It. You would have to you would have to buy an illicit black market six foot two Napoleon <sighs> getup. You know, I you, if you got to do it, you got to do it. So, anyways. Everyone there, like the whole, the school board is there. Uh, like the the couple of dudes from the school board is there. There's a bunch of the there's a bunch of children here, which is, you know, I mean, I guess it's because he's got a child army, but also like they're not all being the army. They're like singing songs mm-hmm. about how he's a grand emperor who will uh, eat the sun and drink the sky and take both of them when he dies. Yeah, um, it's weird. Um, I did want to just jump in a little bit to our discussion about Napoleon costuming because I was yes. like, wait, did Ken Jong get an illicit? No, he's five foot four. He's good. There's no work, okay. no concerns. He he is perfectly allowed and honestly celebrated to wear Napoleon uh, costume. So okay. we are, how, we are, how tall? How tall was Napoleon? Uh, five foot six. See, I I can't wear a Napoleon outfit. See, so. you know, I know you've been wanting to your entire life to wear a Napoleon costume, uh, but unfortunately, you will have to. Uh, y- 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 there's just not availability for you, unfortunately. Yep. Okay. Uh, and short kings only. So uh, Shirley sneaks in, uh, dressed as a cake baker, complete with a fake mustache and beard. Yes, she brings in this giant cake. Uh, she manages to smuggle Annie in and also a like gr- rotisserie chicken, which she takes into the bathroom and then clogs the toilet. That was Sorry. a face. I, I, I'm looking on Amazon for uh, for Napoleon costumes and somebody's like, what size would fit someone who's 5'11"? I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> uh-huh. like, and, and not even in the black market, but Amazon. The, the the correct answer is, if you're a cop, legally you have to tell me. <laughs> Followed by, look, I hate cops. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she she takes the the rotisserie chicken into the the men's room, shoves it in a toilet, and then floods the men's room. Uh, which you know, I, that's one way to do it. It I certainly guess. is. You could have just you could have just wadded up a bunch of paper towels. Those things won't like break up. The, the, the you'll, you'll clog a toilet. No, she brings in a, a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, one that somebody uh, ideally could have eaten. It could have been uh-huh. sustenance to someone, but instead, it's down a toilet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so at that point, uh, they have to call the plumbers, and Troy and Abed show up as two plumbers. Named Rod and Barry, which is one I'm of the so many, many, the many, names. many community jokes that I did not catch on any rewatch because somebody had to explain it to me. 
that clearly Abed came up with the names. And so when he was coming up with the names, he thought about Gene Roddenberry, creator right, of, Star of Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. And then so now there are plumbers named Rod and Barry. And uh, the the number the number of details in this show. I, I'll be watching this show until I die, and I'll still be catching things where I'm just like, <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So very good, very good little detail. Yes, very. I didn't even um, catch it. That's that's incredible. Yeah, but again, that's that's not a thing that I ever like noticed. That was one of those like twenty five things you didn't know about community listicles. And, and you're sure like, enough, of, of course not. There's not twenty five things. I'm like, and you're like, I I bet I know twenty four of those twenty five things, and I knew like seven of those things. See, like, exactly. They're Boom. like, oh, the the Beetlejuice joke, and I'm like, ha ha ha. Everyone Everybody knows about the talks Beetlejuice about the joke. Beetlejuice joke. It's great, but it's still the Beetlejuice joke. And then they got to like stuff like this, and I'm like, wait, what? They Abed did what? Rod and Bear. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> that's that's so clever. That's so and I you're you're correct. Listicle. You Damn got me it. again, BuzzFeed. I didn't know about that one. Owned by BuzzFeed. It, don't you hate it when you're owned by BuzzFeed? It's not a great way to start your day. So that's all going on. We get the uh we get the plumbers, um, and then Troy uses that opportunity to break the wall down between the men's room and Chang's office. Right. And uh, meanwhile, Chang or uh, Jeff cancels the magician. Uh huh. And Britta is catfishing the boys. Um, <laughs> she's which, like, oh man, Jeff, this is... Jeff is like, this should be the only time you seduce a child over the internet. And she's like, I know. <laughs> which is not that doesn't bre- give me a whole lot of confidence. It does. It does not. Um, she is also very proud of just how easy it is to to totally catfish these these uh uh like 14 year old boys because right. we're Again. like oh i have a new flavor of lip lip balm meet me at chili's in 10 minutes and joshua was like oh hell yeah chili's look Which, i'm to telling be honest, you, i like, was yeah uh-huh i'm not i'm i'm in it i'm with it like i was a 14 year old boy once honestly if- you text me that now and i'm like <laughs> Damn, I'm kind of excited to go to Chili's and, you know, maybe there's some kissing involved with a lip balm. Hi, Mike. This is Garrus. I just got some new flavored lip balm. Meet me at I, Space I, Chili's <laughs> in 10, 10 space minutes. Space Chili's is my favorite restaurant in the Citadel. <laughs> I don't mean to bring it back to Garrus, but I did edit... Uh, I did edit the uh, the I, previous I, episode I've, last I, night. I, I've listened to the the episode. It's it's wonderful. We we, we both went totally hard for Garrus. Like <laughs> I'm always hard for Garrus. <laughs> Wait, that didn't co- actually that came out exactly the way I wanted it to. Uh huh. <laughs> Another great joke that gets cut out of the episode. <laughs> oh, I, why would I cut that out of the episode? <laughs> uh, so. Well, Joshua gets catfished by Britta uh, over the internet. Because he's going to Chili's. Uh, he's, he tells he's going another to Chili's. Guard, yeah, he tells another guard to watch his post. But guess what? It's Annie. And uh, yeah, he's so distracted by the thought of making out with uh, with someone at Chili's that he doesn't even notice that uh, it's Annie, who is decidedly not a 14-year-old. Um, right. Uh, but I am also at, distracted by making out with someone at Chili's, so I could be I, I could understand mm-hmm, where he's mm-hmm. at. I mean, a look, lot a lot when, of misplaced sexual aggression in these boys. 
when when someone's like, hey, I got this new flavor of lip balm. Meet me at Chili's. We'll totally make out. You're you're not gonna be thinking totally clear. You're you're gonna mm. you're gonna be prone to make some some mistakes. Mm. Like, and you want to be prone, by the way, with this. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Um, the whole the whole idea is to you know at some point in the night to be prone. Uh huh. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh. <laughs> so, anyways, um. <laughs> At this point, uh, we get we get sort of a, a a cut back to them like planning because they're like Pierce will stay in the in the van, um, and because because Pierce keeps wanting to do his Swami thing, and they're like, nope, you you stay in yeah. the van. And uh, now this is when Jeff and Britta dress up as the the goth rock magicians. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff is Ricky Nightshade, the rock and roll magician. And may I just say that, uh, they both pull these looks off pretty, pretty well. I would almost say too well. T- uh, too well. Jeff, Jeff is a very attractive dude. Right. I will put it and, that way. And adding, adding eye, uh, eyeliner to that just adds to it. Honestly, it's too much. He, he pulls off the eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very well. And, um, and Britta's got kind of a whole whole thing going, but it all kind of works together, like almost almost like a, a, a like a like a goth jester. Like uh-huh. it's kind yeah, of the, amazing. The 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 goth jester makeup doesn't work for me so well. Oh, but it works like, for me, baby. Oh yeah. But like the the rest of the whole Britta get up. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm into this. Like like. Uh, Goth Jeff and Goth Britta like approach you at a nightclub and they're like, yo, we're looking for a third. I'm going to be like, it's right. going to be a hard, it's going to be a, th- a thought discussion we, in we, my head. We, we can, we can chat. We can chat about this. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying yes, but I'm also but not saying no. Definitely not saying no. I want, I, I want to see where this leads. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, I, I'm not promising anything, but we'll talk. We'll at least talk. So, uh, on that note, in this episode, we <laughs> we're horny for Jeff, Goth Jeff, and Goth Britta, and Garrus still. So you know, <laughs> we can never forget thing. about Garrus. This this podcast is slowly slowly deteriorating deteriorating just into uh, f screw Mary kill. <laughs> Uh, but we're mostly just screwing everybody. Right. Yeah. It's mostly, mostly just like attraction. I have attraction. Uh-huh. Um, so Jeff straps Chang to this like giant spinning wheel for this magic trick. He's like, right. he's like, pick a card and then, uh, straps Chang in and then spins him around and, and spins him around quite, quite fast. But Chang Chang loves it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he's he's having the 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 best twenty fifth birthday he's ever had. Right, that's what he says he is, and I'm not uh-huh. sure if I agree with that. But the key, the as he's spinning, the key does fall around off from around his neck, and Britta grabs it. Um, and Troy uh, breaks through the wall into Chang's office and smashes through a picture of Chang right in his face. 
um, and gets the lock combinations in a file cabinet that has three folders in it. Lock combinations, miscellaneous Chang puns, and extra file folders. That's what their labels are. It's not that they're extra file folders. It just is labeled extra file folders. Mm-hmm. Yep, It's the, very funny. The three genders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is when... Uh, uh, so... The, between between all of this, um, they've gotten they've gotten so Britta has the key. Um, mm-hmm. Annie manages to get in to uh, to the, through the keypad with the the key code mm-hmm. that yeah, has been Troy given to her. Troy radios it over. Yep. Um, and then uh, so Britta manages to get down to the dean, and uh, this is when Pierce shows up. Uh, back in, in at the party as the mystical Swami. And oh, um, boy, it's a rough moment uh, and is quickly found out. Uh, Chang radios to the guard in the basement who does not have eyes on the Dean. And then Chang looks at a monitor, finds what it looks to be uh, Troy and Abed rushing the Dean out and calls for a code Chang. How many uh, how many codes do you think code Chang is? Because I feel like he doesn't have a lot. He's like. Code Chang is probably like 14 different things. Agreed. I Honestly, I think it's every code is Code Chang. Uh-huh. And then you just have to wait for what's coming after the Code Chang to actually know it's due. Because he does tell everybody to, you know, kind of get to the one point. We do get a voiceover from Jeff that says, at a certain point, it's going to look like the plan is failing. But the failing plan was part of the plan. And Chang gets there and spins around who he thinks is the Dean. But it's the doppeldiener. Meanwhile, Shirley, uh, it, it, we get a little flashback to when Shirley arrives. She has sw- swapped out the peanut butter and jelly sandwich going to the dean with a different one that has a mm-hmm. note in it. That's like, it's the study group. We're here to get you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, the important you, thing you, in you there need is to, You need to hide. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. When he when they're about to do the uh, uh, Abed and Troy are about to break through the wall, uh, Abed requests the doppeldean for approval. And as he's signing, Troy spills what looks to be Gatorade, but he calls plumber's acid and tells the doppeldeaner <laughs> to take off of his clothes. I love this because he's just like, oh, oof, 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 I spilled plumber's acid all over you. What do I do? What do I do? Take off your clothes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I I love I love the the idea that this whole plan falls apart if for thirteen seconds the the doppeldiener is like plumber's acid is not a real thing right like um but he buys it hook line and sinker because he's like he tells Cheng oh they're coming back with a lotion right like but if if somebody if somebody did this to me and they're oh I spilled plumber's acid I'll, I'd be like what the hell is plumber's acid yeah I need I like, need more details on what this is I'll take off the clothes yes but what, like you got to tell me what is happening what what use do you have for plumber's acid I'm gonna google plumber's acid <laughs> I see we both had the same uh instinct to google it what kind of acid do plumbers use to unclog drains is the first three uh results um uh forward.com plumber's illicit affair ends with acid attack that's not exactly what we're talking about hmm huh so 
My, uh, my plumber used sulfuric acid to clean my uh, clear my drain, and now my house smells like spoiled eggs. I have two small daughters, and I'm worried for our health. What should I do? So apparently plumbers uh, use acid sometimes. Mm. There's um, also hydrochloric acid that is used, apparently, uh, or muriatic acid uh, on anytimeplumbing.net. Okay, so uh, so there is a there is a world in which you might use acid to uh, to un to unclog a drain, but no one seems to call it plumber's acid. Right. So so I I stand by what because I'd be like, what what the hell is plumber's acid? Also, I'd probably were not, smell it and be like, hey, this smells like Gatorade. Right. Um, it could be like Windex. Windex looks kind of Gatorade-ish. Yeah, so, but Windex has a stronger smell than Gatorade. Yeah, but it smells more chemically. Ooh, than that's Gatorade. a good like, point. If you smell, if you spell Gatorade on me, I'd be like, "Why'd you spell Gatorade on me?" If you spilled Windex on me and then immediately was like, "I spilled plumber's acid on you," you might be able to fool me. I mean, mm -hmm. Windex has a very specific kind of smell, sure. but it does smell chemically, uh, that, whereas you know, Gatorade does point. not. You know, this this is what I, I hope people come to our podcast for. Really strong descriptions about what you would want to be spilled on as. Uh-huh. We're da, 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 da. We are now an hour 36 <laughs> of Plumber Acid Gate. Uh, we are still Googling for more, <laughs> more, more things that could be plumber's acid. Uh, is citric acid safe for plumbing? Uh, I found an article for... Uh, Mike, uh, let's, let's cut to you. What have you found? Uh, I'm, I'm coming up dry after the 15,000 results we've found so far, but I'm going to keep looking for plumber's acid. My search for plumber's acid did come up with an Amazon result for, uh, hyaluronic acid lip plumper. It's a beauty <laughs> product to make her lips plumper. <laughs> Um, I, it, my headcanon says that that is what Troy spilled on the Doppeldiener. He's going to have plump lips. And plump um, everywhere else, if you know what I mean, based on the fact that he spilled it kind of all over. A nice plump shoulder. That's what I like to mm -hmm. see. That's, you know, uh, when I think about what I want to be plump, it is definitely one single shoulder. One, one shoulder. The left. The left mm -hmm. shoulder. Mm. It's it's a you got it's such a strong shoulder. You got to get oh that left shoulder. It's you can't do it with the right shoulder. The right shoulder you you can't you can't do it. But that left shoulder, oh baby. Britta opens the door to the dean's confinement and the dean is immediately like, "Jeffrey, oh, hey Britta." Yeah, it's pretty amazing that they he kind of assumed it was going to be Jeffrey, but Uh-huh. So they managed to get the Dean out. Uh, but at that point, Chang and the Chang Glorious Bastards catch up. He does a very slow, sarcastic clap. Mm -hmm. And he also, uh, ha his guards cover their rear flank, so they are surrounded. And Pierce is like, dummy, that's the plan. It's going to fail, but we're already out of here with the real Dean. And everyone's like, we're you idiot <laughs> it's uh -huh. very good uh so the Ch chang puts them all in the basement and jeff's like you can't hold us for long 
And Chang's like, well, I only really want you to 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 hold hold you until the fireworks show, uh, which is basically a cover for him to just arson the hell out of the records room when he hits the final note in a guitar solo. And Annie's like, you're about to burn down the school and kill everyone. And Chang's like, fire can't go through doors. It's not a ghost. <laughs> which is such a wonderful <laughs> argument. It is it is one of my favorite Chang lines because he's just it's not a ghost. Uh also Troy does say, Chang, you're insane. You're still into Kitar, which uh is a good is a good call yeah. out. Um it's that's also very funny, but I, I really <laughs> love the it, it fi- the idea of fire not going through doors. The um, only thing that can go through doors is ghosts, mm-hmm. obviously. Obviously. Uh, Does Chang, that mean that my Wi-Fi signal is a ghost? It can go through doors. It's true. It's the ghost of internet past. And by past, I mean like very recent past. It's not Wi-Fi. It's GoFi. Ghost fidelity. Mm. Um, ghosts take all the little bits from my computer and then they, they put them in the little access point and then... Mm-hmm. All the electrical signals go through that, and that's that's how that's how Wi-Fi works. It's ghosts. You know, I, I, you, there were there used to be so many hauntings, but nowadays we use the ghosts. We have put the ghosts in service to us, the uh-huh. humans, to it's give like, us the internet. It's like when you have like a working dog, and the dog tears up the house while you're gone, and it's because they're bored and and they they want to be put to work, right? It's like that, but with ghosts, like ghosts will, will wreck up your, your house. Uh, they'll just like throw books all over the place and they'll exactly. reorganize your stuff and they'll go like, Ooh, all night and, mm-hmm. and scare Boy, you. But oh, the, oh, I, I was scared there for a moment. I thought that was ghosts, but it was just the, you. I the think. moment, the moment that you're like, Hey, how about instead of trying to scare me, you take all my data packets from my laptop to my router and then that way that way you've got something to do. And so, you know, if you get if you get devices that that kind of just perpetually talk to your router all the time, they're going to be they're going to be too busy to haunt you. Obviously. Exactly. So That's what how we're ghosts saying work. what we're saying is get an IoT device, put it on your network, um and then mm-hmm. the ghost will always be working. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. And, uh, you know, you got to make sure you give the ghost the, the Wi-Fi password because mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to be like, I tried I tried to take these bits, but I didn't have the password. And then mm-hmm. uh, they're going to haunt you again. Maybe double haunt you because you're like, get to work, ghost, and then not let them right. have the key to you, open you, the, the door. You, you got to give the ghost all everything they need to succeed in this new role of theirs. It's true. They can go through doors, but they can't go through like metaphorical doors of right. wi- uh, password protected Wi-Fi. Right. Only fire can do that. Back at the party, Chang starts playing his guitar. Um, Boy, it is just... He also gives a really deranged discussion of the twin sister he ate in utero. And it's just wild and then he goes to start his guitar solo uh and then he plays the song axel f which i didn't know that was what it was called but that's what the uh that's what the subtitles said uh it is uh, according to wikipedia uh axel f is the electronic instrumental theme from the 1984 film beverly hills cop performed by harold faltermeyer 
It was an international number one hit in 1985. Well, you know what? There you go. Uh, I will say that he starts with Axel F, but he does not complete. Like when he's at the end of his solo, which we'll get to, he is just kind of mashing uh, uh, keys on the guitar. I will say I mostly know the song because uh, The Simpsons used either it or something very specifically trying to to parody it. Sure. Um, and so I mostly know it from that. Uh, I don't know if... Um, I, I just love the fact that Ben, my good friend Ben, who I didn't expect to do this, would be like, I only know it from The Simpsons. Uh, there's a uh, YouTube video, The Simpsons, every time they use Axel F. <laughs> oh, boy. So apparently they do it. It's it's uh, it's a thing. Um, How long is that vi- uh, video? It's only one minute and 16 seconds long. So it's not uh, it's not very, very long. It's also not loading. I've clicked on it several times. Um, oh, no. YouTube is down, everybody. Every time they use Axel F. Okay. Yep, that's definitely Axel F. Uh, anyways, it, we're it not does gonna... feel like it feels like exactly the same thing, but like a little bit off. Uh huh. We don't have to watch all minute and 16 seconds of Axel F on The Simpsons, but um, they definitely use it multiple times. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if it's the YouTube video, like playing clips at different speeds, but it's always just a little bit differently out of tune. <laughs> That's really weird. Okay. Um, oh, okay. All right. Axel F. There you go. Now you know more about Axel F. I know so much about Axel F. Now I'm so I'm thank thank goodness. So down in the basement, uh, they are all trying to figure out how the hell they're going to get out of here before Chang finishes his guitar solo and blows up the school. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when Troy decides to make his move. He finds the camera because he knows that there's a camera in here that the AC repair school is monitoring. He looks up and he just gives the slightest of nods. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the big fan over in the corner stops. And uh, everyone's like, oh, it's a miracle. And they they open up the grate in front of it and they climb through. And that's when Britta's like, Troy, you didn't have to do that. And he's just like, come on, let's, there's no time. Let's just go. Like he doesn't, he, mm-hmm. he knows what he did. And he doesn't want to talk about it. Right. Uh, the group uh, looks around a corner to, to the records room where there are six guards. Um, and fortunately uh, there's about nine minutes left in the solo. Um, and uh, which is great for them. Uh-huh. Works out uh, great for them. Uh huh. The Dean, uh, they, they're like, we need a distraction. And the Dean's like, well, I have been renting out the school for raves on the weekend. And he he discusses some of the music, like a little bit of dubstep, a little bit of electronic. And Jeff's like, okay, great. Troy and Abed, run for it. Dean, it's time to party. 
And so, yeah, he starts up this this rave. Uh, the black light, the lights go down, the black lights come up, and uh, there's all sorts of UV uh, black light paint mm-hmm. all over the school. And uh, EDM is playing. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh huh. And so they uh, they they manage to use that to their advantage, and they take out the entire child army. Which I think is the last time I have to use the phrase "child mm-hmm. army" in this. I've been using podcast. the "Glorious bastards," but fair. At that point, uh, Troy and Abed manage to get into the the file room, and they cut the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, they do try to. Uh, Abed tries to do the which wire do I cut? And Troy's like, "There's one wire," but it's successful because at that point, back at the party. Chang is finishing up his guitar, his guitar. So I wish it was a nah. guitar solo. <laughs> He's finishing up his guitar solo, which, by the way, it sounds like absolute ass. <laughs> it starts off pretty it's good, like, but has turned into ass. Yes. It's not even that good. <laughs> like it's it's uh, it's not in any known key known to mankind. Right. He's just uh, smashing. It's, uh, He's he's smashing those keys like it's the the subscribe button on YouTube uh, every time the Simpsons use Axel F video. He's just he's smashing it. Every key and uh, he gets he gets to the high note. The specific key is colored in red so that he knows and that we know that that's the key that is supposed to blow up the fireworks. But nothing happens. And so he tries it again. That's when he realizes the study group. Uh, he goes to the records room and tells them, you foiled me for the last time. And he motions for one of the Changlorious bastards to tase him. Uh, but Jeff is like the simplest disarm I've ever seen. Like the most disinterested disarm of a taser I've ever seen. And he takes it for himself. And Chang gets his dual-sided taser. And we do a little bit of a Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan, uh, Darth Maul kind it, of thing. It is a very, very brief Star Wars thing. It's... It's surprisingly hilarious how 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 little they were like. We're not actually going to do this. Like, all right, we're doing Star Wars. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> we just kidding. Because suddenly the school board members show up and they bring in both the deans and they're slap fighting in the hallway, which is a hilarious image to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheng's like, I can explain, and darts out of the room, and the doppelganger's like, Oh man, I got to go get paid, and runs after him. He he does also say it's hard out there for a fake Moby, which I'm sure it is. I'm sure it, I'm sure it is. Uh, you know, I mean, the Moby's uh, the the relevance of Moby has been fading for a very long time. Mm. Like now nowadays, you know, like I I asked Sarah once because I was listening to a fellow community podcast, Welcome to Greendale, mm-hmm. that they were talking about Moby. And uh, so I was I I asked Sarah if she knew who Moby was and she was like, I I mean, I've heard of the name. I don't right. I don't know. Like, I think he's I think he's a he's a musician, but I couldn't tell you any Moby songs. And then I was like, well, you might know this one. And then I played one and she's like, nope. And I'm like, you might know this one because it, it, it had a it had a whole music video with like Christina Ricci in it. And she's like. Nope. And then I finally played one. I don't remember which one it was. And she was like, okay, yeah, no, I I know that one. And so so the relevance of Moby going down for many, many years. So I figure in like, you know, 2012, he was probably already kind of hurting for Moby work. Sure. And like 10 years later, like 
he's he's got to be like out of a job. I mean, who who wants a a, a phobie at their birthday party or or star mitzvah anymore right mm-hmm. i will say whoever did um but i will also say there was a, a moby documentary that came out in 2021 on may 28 2021 um okay and- well i did not know that so i'm gonna i'm still gonna say his relevance is waning mm-hmm. well, even with the s- documentary the critical response on rotten tomatoes was about 50 percent so you, the relevance I, and quality, who knows? I thought you were going to say the the uh, consensus on, on Rotten Tomatoes was just, why, question mark? <laughs> uh, he also released an album the same day uh, called Reprise. Okay, well, um, Moby, if you're listening, uh, don't hate me because I call, I call him like I see him. So. He's a whale biologist that way. You know, I'm I'm sorry, Moby. It is what it is, but uh, I don't know. Are you on the TikTok? Like, if you want to be relevant nowadays, you got to be on the TikTok. Let me go check. <laughs> uh there there's certainly somebody that has at Moby, and it's Moby. He's on the TikTok. He's getting crazy amounts of views about why he's a vegan. Less on everything else. He's a vegan influencer now. Uh, I looked up, uh, I typed in to DuckDuckGo. Uh, I said, uh, what is Moby up to? Um, that was my search term. First <laughs> of all, on the side over here, it does bring up a uh, information about Moby from Wikipedia. His birthday, September 11th. That's got to be hard. That's um, rough. Uh, most of the first... Results are for uh, a, a modular toolkit of backend container components for Docker called Moby. Um, oh, neat. So there's I'm that. I'm going to look into that. Uh, there's also the Urban Dictionary uh, definition for Moby. Um, you you want to know you want to know what sex act it is. You want to know what the very first definition for Moby is. Uh yeah, I, I'm here. Let's. I, I'm here. I'm signed up. Let's do for it. Just, just to point out that I think I'm correct in the waning relevance of Moby, uh, which, by the way, the subtitle for this episode is totally going to be the waning relevance of Moby. Sure. Uh, the first, the very first definition for Moby on UrbanDictionary.com: a mobile phone or <laughs> a mobile shop. Okay. okay. Used in a sentence. Where's me Moby? That does feel uh, very specific to the UK, though, I will say. But popular, I imagine. Uh, The fourth definition is uh, when you want to refer to someone as a dick at work and need a code word, as in Moby Dick. He totally threw me under the bus in an email to my boss. What a Moby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that. I can't. I can't discern what you mean by that by context clues. Someone who can get stung by Obi, which is apparently from an Eminem song. <laughs> uh, and Moby, you can get stung by Obi. You 30 year old. Nope, I'm not going to say that. I almost walked into some <laughs> very homophobic language. Thank you, Eminem. Um, oh, Eminem, always making us uh, ju- just just not needing to read what he says. 
Anyways, it's hard out here for a fake Moby. I also um, love the fact that we're like, okay, this is the last time we're going to see Phoebe. We got to get all, all our Moby takes now or else forever uh, rest your, your peace. Uh-huh. No, there's not going to be any more hot Moby takes uh, for the rest of this podcast. So I, um, I will say, I don't believe we've had any hot Moby takes. <laughs> uh you Do you know love what, Moby? Tweet at Good Greendale. Do you want to know what Moby's uh, real name is? He 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 strikes me as a Stephen. Richard Melville Hall. So there you go. So he Let's, is Moby Dick. He is Moby Dick. Is that where his name comes from? Why is he <laughs> called Moby? So. Why I is, okay? He, I'm, I'm gonna see if. Um, uh, why why is he called Moby? That's what I want to know. Um, early life, career. Yeah, this doesn't... Okay, I'm going to just Google. The, the, the Wikipedia says this. His father gave him the nickname Moby three days after his birth as his parents considered the name Richard too large for a newborn baby. The name was also a reference to the family's ancestry. Hall says he is the great, great, great nephew of Herman Melville, author of Moby Dick. Oh, so he's literally he's literally Moby Dick because like he's he's Richard and he's Richard Melville. Mm-hmm. So okay. Well, so that I've learned a lot about Moby. Hi, we've had a lot of fun today. <laughs> we we've sure learned have. a lot about we've learned a lot about Richard Melville Hall, a.k.a. Moby, an American mm-hmm. musician, songwriter, singer, producer, and animal rights activist. You may be interested to know that he has sold 20 million records worldwide. Do you have any other hot Moby takes before we hang up Before we hang up the, the Moby hat forever? Hold on. I'm just comparing how many albums he's sold versus Weird Al. Okay, he has sold more than Weird Al as of 27, 2007. Weird Al has only sold twelve million albums as of two thousand seven, but it is marked on Wikipedia as needs update. Mm, okay, well, um, so as of two thousand, if we're gonna look at that number versus Moby's number, then uh, Moby's got a leg up on Weird Al from two thousand seven. I'll say that. Okay, well, uh, they're they're both they're both vegans, so I know that much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Maybe there's. I'm gonna see if there's. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look up 20 interesting facts about Moby. <laughs> let's see if that brings up anything. I really uh, hope there there is 11, 11 things you might not know about Moby Dick. That's not what I wanted. Um, uh, 20 amazing sperm whale facts. Actually, uh, I would be interested in that. Okay, you want to know the most interesting? Um, assuming my- that they are in in order. Sperm whale is the biggest toothed predator on Earth. Ma- mature males average 16 meters, which is 52 feet in freedom units. Uh, but some may grow up to 20.7 meters, which is 68 feet. That's pretty big. Also, wait, I, I, I feel like I've lost the plot. What is this podcast about again? Uh, it's about sperm whales, Mike. <laughs> Welcome to Good Morning Sperm Whales.
<laughs> we got a little loosey-goosey on this one, I think. It's at this point that the uh, that the school board members are like, so wait, a madman in a Napoleon costume ran the school into the ground and almost blew it up, and it happened on our watch? They're like, we're going to get so fired over this one. We'll never find someone to sit on this. And that's when the dean's like, I'll do it. Because he, he always wants to swallow this school's failure and spit out diplomas, because that's what he does for Greendale. And then the school board members are like, awesome. We should go to Skeepers for yard marks. Uh-huh. Uh, which is what was referenced in the last episode. So now we know about Skeepers. Uh-huh. That the entirety of the previous episode existed to tell us about Skeepers. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So uh at that point, um every everything's returned to normal. Mm-hmm. Status quo around here. I do I do wanna there is one character moment I really wanna just kind of put a put a, sh- a spotlight on. The Dean tells the group, he's like, I don't know how I'm gonna repay you guys for saving me. And Jeff's like you you already have and touches him on his chest and that causes the dean to just convulse faint and just have uh you know um i think we've discussed it before with my note literally just says jeff touches the dean's shoulder and he orgasms so there you go i'm not See, afraid to put it in blunt terms <laughs> i i i will say there is you're you're right to say it that way but there is some uh you know, you're not a hundred percent sure that he does orgasm. We do not see it. We only see that he convulses and faints. I know an orgasm when I see it, Mike. So we go back we to apartment three hundred three. <laughs> we go back. To, I mean, I'm full of sperm whale facts now. So we go back to apartment three hundred three. Uh, Troy is busy packing up his stuff to go to the AC repair school, uh, and that's when um, I've already forgotten his name, but it's not Manny. Murray. 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 Murray comes in <laughs> and he's like, all right, it's time to go. And that's when uh, Troy says his goodbyes. Uh, he tells Shirley, never change or do if you want. I'm not your boss. Um, he he says goodbye to Pierce and Pierce is like, never wear a rubber. And uh, he when he says goodbye to Jeff, Jeff is like, Never listen to Pierce, which good advice. Better advice than what Pierce gave. Uh, he says goodbye to Annie and says, when you finally finish that jigsaw puzzle, will you will you finally tell me what the boat is at the end of the dock? Uh, and then Britta gives Troy a lock of her hair and he's just like, oh, creepy. It's very and, funny. And uh, he whispers something, something inaudible to Abed. And then they do their best friend clap. And then Troy walks out. He's he's gone. He's mm-hmm. he's off to the AC repair school. Uh, Annie asked Abed what Troy said, and it was, "I know you hate when people do this in movies." And then he's like, "Sorry, I got emotional," and then heads into the uh, the blanket fort. We go to the AC repair school, and uh, we get um, little a uh, uh, little shot of uh, John Goodman. Um, he's back, uh, and he's he says, like, "Welcome home, Troy Barnes." Welcome home. And then the episode ends there, except mm-hmm. for the tag, which is... Uh, the Dean raving. <laughs> the Dean raving. It's like, and I'm he's really also- digging this hard house. This is my school. It's called Greendale, and I'm the dean of the entire school. 
Because that's the energy you want at a rave, right? You go to right. a rave. It's right. Saturday night. You're you're just trying to 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 get down to some hard house music, maybe mm-hmm. a little dubstep. And there's a guy, a shirtless guy there, who's just like, "This is my school. It's called Greendale. I'm the dean of the whole school." I really love that. He's like, "You guys should come during the day sometimes." <laughs> I mean, look, the dean is having a good time. He's he's living his best life, and I'm yeah. happy for him. It is not the energy that I want at a rave. Mm-hmm. Granted, now, I don't you go, go to, to raves, a rave at so, a school building. I mean, if I went to raves, I'd probably I'd probably do that just to say that I did it. That's fair. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, I went to this rave at this community college uh, just because, you know, and like, there was this weird guy there that said, this is my school. And I'm like, I kind of moved away from him and then, you know, found the guy that was selling. But, you know, it was a good time. Uh huh. And that is the end of the episode, uh, which does mean that it is time for Great. I know we've talked about the plot line that this episode kind of cleans up um, in the Chang subplot that we're not a huge fan of the subplot. Um, I do think the uh, the decision to make this a heist movie episode uh, really, really strong. I think it really m- makes sense. Um None of it, like everything feels a little convoluted, but in the right way, if that makes sense. Um, you know, all, like the fact that, you know, the the rotating door codes are in a file folder with three things in it, only one of which is worth not worthless. Uh, it's all it's all well made and all interesting and everybody has interesting interactions and actions to take and choices to make. Um so I actually do kind of like this episode. I may not like Chang's kind of turn into fascism. Um but you know it is what it is at this point and I think the bringing him down with the fact that you know the deans are slap fighting in the hallway is very funny to me. Um so yeah, I I I like this episode. You know, it's 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 not the best episode I don't think, but I think it's certainly one that I won't uh, kick out of bed for eating car- uh, carrots, I guess, is the word that I'm going to use. Okay. <laughs> real um, real health nut over here. Moby. Moby got it's to It's all about this Moby. Episode. Yeah. Because um, it was like, I'm going to eat cookies in bed. And Moby was like, I don't know, man. It's got it's got eggs in it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got butter. I don't know. have any of my vegan cookies on me. So here's some carrots. Here's some ca- Here's some carrots. Cla- classic Moby. Classic Moby. Coming in and wrecking up our, uh, converting all of our mm-hmm. podcast episodes to vegan episodes. Uh, which neither of us are. <laughs> um, I, I, so, yeah, I, I think this is a good episode, but the fact that we tangented the way we did tells me that, you know, maybe maybe it, it, it it's not slam-packed full of stuff, which community tends to be. So... It's it's it, you know I think you know you only have the one plot really, um, which is the Chang plot, and that you know when, when everything's kind of focused on one plot, you you have a tendency to lose folks in it. Um, so I, I I mean I but I do think it's it's well made and I think it's funny, um, so I'll give it a B. Okay, so when I was in college, my roommates, as many college freshmen or want to do, uh, my roommate was obsessed with Dane Cook. And... Oh, boy. I do not like Dane Cook. 
And I listened to an unfortunate amount of Dane Cook that year because uh, my sure. roommate uh, just illegally downloaded the entirety of every Dane Cook comedy album that of existed cor- and, of and put did. them on repeat. And uh, what I should have done is just report him to the feds for stealing Dane Cook material, at which point the feds would be like, we don't care about Dane Cook. Uh, but I will say... <laughs> Dane Cook was right exactly one time, and that was that every guy wants to be in a heist. <laughs> it's the only Dane Cook bit that I've ever heard where I'm just like, oh, hell yeah, Dane Cook. You know, you know what I'm about. You know what I'm about. I, wa- I want to be in a heist. I just hope somebody cuts out you being like, hell yeah, Dane Cook. <laughs> Granted, if I'm in a heist movie, I'm going to be. I'm going to be the the hacker nerd sitting back at base with right. a headset, like looking up floor plans for the building and like hacked being into like, the cameras and being like, oh, they're they're rebooting the cameras. You have three minutes and seven seconds. You got to get at like I'm going to be that like that's my role in the heist because I'm not I'm not strong or agile or charismatic, but I do know computers. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be my role. But still, I want to be part of that heist because Every guy wants to be being a heist. It's it's what we do. It's mm-hmm. p- it's part of being a dude, right? Dudes being dudes, heisting uh, important documents. Dudes being dudes, just you know, heisting. It's what it's. God, we love heists, and Godly. so. Uh, so this is community's take on a heist movie, and I I do actually really love all of the the heist elements. Um, the fact that. You know, their their heist involves costumes where Shirley's a baker and Troy and Abbott are plumbers and Jeff and Britta are weird goth magicians. Um, and it heist, really works. The hei- <laughs> uh, it, it works too well, if you know what I mean. The whole heist aspect of this episode is great. Community manages to do a great heist episode. I think it suffers because it does come at the it's the it's the conclusion of my like one of my least favorite aspects of season three, which is Chang takes over the school and leads it as a fascist Napoleon, probably being a little redundant by saying the words fascist Napoleon, but that's fine. Um, I don't love that plot line, uh, which, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's never really done it for me. <clears throat> the idea that he's leading Greendale like, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un, where like people are literally singing about how he's the reason the sun rises in the sky or whatever. It, it was always it was always weird. And then like yeah. the scene of him like doing his terrible guitar solo and everyone in the audience just like really trying to dance to it. Like everyone's like jamming on it. And I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. Like. It is a it is a painful scene for I mean, in quotes, painful. It doesn't cause me real pain, but I'm just like, ugh, really like, mm, it's not my thing. So, I would give it a B plus. I think it's a I think it's a good episode. It's it's just marred by the fact that sure. like I don't I really don't care for the 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 Chang dictator plot. Um, I never really have. Um. But you know the the heist aspects are great, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it too much. But I'm not gonna give it an A either. So sure. you know B B plus, 
it, like I'm going to give it the highest marks possible after deducting Chang points. Um, so, uh, because you know what? Dane Cook was right. Every, every guy <laughs> wants to be part of a heist. <laughs> even, a, even a broken clock uh, is Dane Cook twice a day. So, famous saying. Uh, but yeah, we I'm not going to think too much far into that. What you think about this episode, about Dane Cook, about being part of a heist, about uh, how absolutely insanely attractive Goth, Jeff, and Britta are. Um, if they, if they were, if they were looking for a third, uh, what, what would, what would you say to that? Do you, you have know, any thoughts on Moby or sperm whales or sperm whale Moby? Sex- we haven't not found the sex question yet, so we will create them about Jeff, emo Jeff and emo Br- Britta, or goth, goth Jeff and goth Britta. We want to know all these things and more. You can do that by tweeting at us at Good Greendale. You can find us on the internet, goodmorninggreendale.com. There's links to our Twitter, our fan group on Facebook, which is, of course, the League of Jeremy's put together by amazing <laughs> super fan Laura. Uh, you can find links to our Patreon page, which is uh, patreon.com slash back to Futurama. You can find our other podcast, Back to the Futurama, because that Futurama is coming back. So you might as well start listening now. <laughs> Catch Get all up caught and, up. And then we'll be back over there uh, soon. We'll, we'll finish up we community expect. just in time to be like, well, we're back talking about Futurama again. It's back on Hulu and we're here to talk about future on bite my shiny metal ass uh <laughs> and so this time, you know, without john dimaggio ugh, don't even get me started all right so you can find out all of that <laughs> goodmorninggreendale.com back to the futurama.net uh ring my that's the podcast where i talk about eating taco bell and jerking it which i haven't <sighs> updated in a while but y- you know it's but there we just keep have to advertise for it uh drink montaki cold snack um <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> we're done plugging <laughs> things. I just want to thank everybody as always for, uh, coming to the end of these. We really appreciate, uh, your support and I hope we put a smile on your face. So I hope you have a good day. And until next time, when we talk about the last episode in season three, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be, it'll be a whole thing when we'll talk about that next time. Here on Good Morning Greendale. And until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Chang. Wait, what? Ah! I'm Yard Margs at Skeepers. <laughs> oh man, I wish I was that. That sounds awesome. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck. <laughs> <laughs>